welcome to 92.3 Inspiration FM. Our radio program today is Wellness Half Hour. And as always, we greet you. We thank you for tuning in as always. Thanking God for another Sunday afternoon. Able to spend time with our family, our friends. And we hope that those who are listening out there are doing well and just being in that space of gratitude. On Wellness Half Hour, we always touch on the pillars of wellness. My name is Sharice Ijoari. I'm a nutrition consultant. The doctor is not in the house today, but he will be here next week by God's grace. And we have a special guest, which I'll introduce in a couple moments. As always with Wellness Half Hour, we look at the pillars of wellness. And the pillars of wellness, as a reminder, is your spirituality, your mindset, nutrition, lifestyle, and environment. And just to note that these five pillars of, will, of wellness, the roots of wellness, Form your being, form your body. It allows you to be well and to the optimum of your health. So today's topic is about your hair, how to care for your hair. And in caring for your hair, we know that the hair is the adornment it's the crown on your head many people take it for granted um i know there are many women that just ignore their hair they really don't know what to do with it and so many times they find themselves putting on a wig or masking before you know it you become that i guess you've identified with just wearing a wig all the time so when you do take off that wig you're not even sure what you're seeing in the mirror it's important that from a young age, we give our girls confidence with their own hair that God has given them, that God has blessed them with. Um, and so today we have a guest, a special guest with us. Uh, her name is Onosetale, and she is a natural hair enthusiast. And so she, we will ask her a few questions so she can tell us about journeying with natural hair, give our listeners some tips as to what to do, how to care for the hair, um, and just to be appreciative of what God has given to each one of us. Even if you don't have hair, it's okay. There's something to be done. Uh, I remember speaking with quite a few children in boarding school and you know when you when you have gone to a school where they trim your hair down where everyone looks the same boys and girls and as soon as you get home you don't want anyone to see you with your short hair you run you put on attachment you may put on your wig but parents it's important to allow the children to care for their hair understand their hair what kind of hair they have appreciate it let it not be that you and the hair is fighting so once you graduate that's it you you've gone to a whole nother thing and you you just don't like what god has given you 
So, welcome on Osetale. Thank you. How are you today? I'm doing well. It's a beautiful day today. Wonderful. So, we're speaking about hair. What exactly is hair? That's a good question. So, basically what hair is are dead keratinized cells. And so what happens is when you have your scalp, you have blood vessels that are flowing through your scalp, and then you have the hair follicle. So you have the hair that grows out of the hair follicle. Once it comes up to the scalp level and it comes out, it becomes dead. So we're actually caring for our dead cells. Huh. That's interesting. But now these dead cells, or what comes from our roots that is called hair, is it important to care for it? It's very important to care for it. The same way we care for our body, the same way we care for other things, is the same way we should care for our hair. We should be patient with it, be loving with it. Even though it's not live cells, they are still parts of our body, so we want to feed it good things, we want to put good things on it. We want to learn how to care for it properly. We want to learn what it likes, what it doesn't like, and really just find ourselves with that. Learn what your hair likes and what it doesn't like. Hmm. I'm sure our listeners are like, what? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Does it matter? Because, you know, everyone has a different texture of hair. Does it matter what type of texture your hair is? Is it good to know the type of texture that you have? It is very good to know the type of texture you have or what kind of hair you have. So there are different types and porosities and densities of hair that you have. So for the purpose of this show, I'll talk a little bit more about what we see a lot in our African communities. We see a lot of type 4 hair. And basically under type 4 hair, we have 4A, 4B, and 4C. Wait, honestly, let me just slow you down a bit because when our listeners are hearing type 4, type A, type B, type C, they may also be thinking of the packets here. And listeners, we're not speaking about packets here. We're talking about the hair on our head. Do you know what type, grade, density, and so forth hair you have? Yes, thank you for noticing. We are talking about natural hair. We're talking about the hair that grows out of your own scalp. So when we get to our type 4 hair, when we say 4A, we're talking more S-shaped curls. They're easily defined. When we talk 4B, we're looking at more zigzag curls. They still have definition, but they may take some more time to define them. And then when we talk more type 4C curls, we're looking at very tight coils, very tight pinky hair. That is what we call a chewing gum hair. And I, I, I know a lot of people can relate to chewing gum hair. Okay, and that means that it's very thick. When you use the comb mm -hmm. and you pull, that's the chewing gum effect? Yes, it is. Because it's so tightly packed and kinky and beautiful, it likes to just bunch up together. So this brings me to the question of the combing. So what type of combs? I mean, is it important that we use a certain type of comb on our hair? You know, as young 
when when my girls were young yeah they were scared to go to have anybody comb their hair they would actually only have myself comb their hair because i use a bigger wider teeth comb versus the tiny comb that other people would use and just pull and pull Yes, the comb is very important because you don't want to use one small comb and be going through the hair because that will lead to excess hair breakage. So we have different types of combs that you can use for different purposes. If you're looking for something to detangle your hair, you might want to use a wide comb. Sometimes you can find these detangling combs that have about five prongs on it and that will go through your hair very smoothly. If you're looking for something to define your curls a bit more, you might want to look for a denim brush. If you're looking for something to just pack the hair together so that it'll all stay slick, then you might want to look for a hard bristle brush. Hmm. Wow, okay. Now, let me just go to boarding school. Because I want to make sure the listeners understand the type of combing that we have. You have the pick that you can, you know pick through your hair are you doing this dry or are you doing this wet okay so even with the pick if you want to wear your afro out the picks are very good for combing out that afro especially at the roots so when we're looking at combing the hair your hair is what you're whether you're doing it wet or dry is very up to what your hair is hair is a very experimental process experimental yeah okay so what works for one person might not work for the next person but what i would recommend is combing on wet hair combing on wet hair that may have some product in it because if you go in with the dry hair you'll just have so much breakage but if you wet your hair first maybe put some leave-in conditioner on it or put some deep conditioner on it a product that has something called slip in it and basically what that slip does is it lets that comb run through your hair very easily so you can get all those knots and tangles out first but before you even get to the comb one thing that I do recommend is finger detangling so you can actually when you section your hair you can after you wet it put your products on it detangling detangle it with your fingers first Let's it really run through that hair so that any tangles that you, you can separate on your own, you can do that. And this really reduces the amount of shedding and breakage you'll have. Hmm. So does this apply to guys as well? This does apply to guys as well. If you do have shorter hair, sticking to the afro might be easier for you, more conducive, and that will be easier on your hair. It won't introduce too much breakage into your hair and will go through your hair very well. So when you are, and those who are just tuning in, we're speaking on how to care for natural hair. Uh, when you are combing the hair, we're having and listening and learning so that you can appreciate the journey that you go through with your hair, the type of hair you have. Onuse has mentioned there are different types of hair, type 4, A, B, C. And many people have C type hair. That's the chewing gum tight curled hair. Now she has told us it's important that when you're using a comb, you use a kind of like a wide toothed comb, not the very tight 
combs <laughs> that will pull on the hair. Um, she has said that it's important that the hair is slightly moisturized so that you're not pulling and tugging as you comb your hair. And that it's important for you to even detangle your hair with your fingers. You can run your hand through your hair to help detangle it instead of with a hard, tight comb. So for those of you at home, you can even try and put your hand in your hair. See how that feels. And when you moisturize it, know that when you even wash your hair, of course, you can also put your hands through the hair at the same time. Um, the, the density, the porosity, I know you mentioned. Can you explain that? Yes. This is one of my favorite things when it comes to hair care. So your hair porosity is very, very important, especially when it comes to looking for hair products. So you might ask, what, what exactly is hair porosity? So in the hair community, we have about three hair porosities. We have low porosity. Now, porosity is the ability for your hair to retain and absorb moisture. So for low porosity hair, it is harder for products to penetrate your hair strand. But once they get in, it takes time before they leave. Medium porosity is kind of in the middle of low and high porosity. And then high porosity basically is very easy for your hair to absorb and it's very easy for the hair to let go of that same moisture. Wow, okay. So how would I know what kind of porosity I have? Very good question. So there are many different ways to do this. One thing that you can do is actually get a couple pieces or strands of your hair, put it inside a cup of water, Leave it for about two to five minutes. If this, make sure these strands have no products on them. Make sure they have not a single thing of products on them. When you put the hair inside the water and let it sit, if it goes all the way down to the bottom, then you have high porosity hair. If it floats in the middle, you have medium slash normal porosity hair. And if it stays at the top, then you have lower porosity hair. So this basically means whether your hair can easily absorb yes yes and so what we end up seeing a lot of is for lower porosity we tend to see a lot of product buildup because their hair doesn't absorb the products as well so it will absorb some products and then the rest of the products will just sit on the hair if you've packed too much hair product but for higher porosity hair we see a lot of them having to pack very much products on the hair and then next thing you know, next five, 10 minutes, if you don't seal that products in, all of it would have left. Your hair would be dry. You'll just be wondering where all the products went to. Wow. Okay. So if we go in a hair store, because sometimes people don't know how to pick product for their natural hair. If we go in a, a hair store, um, are we asking the Many times the people in there don't even quite know. So <laughs> what are we looking for? Okay. So first thing you have to ask yourself when you go in a, in a hair store is, what exactly am I looking for? What is the purpose of this product? Even if you don't know what you're looking for, what do you want this product for? Are you looking for something for moisture? Something for hydration? Something to define your hair? Something to clean your hair? What exactly are you looking for? This will give you a better idea of what products you should get if you're looking for something to seal in moisture go look for the oils 
if you're looking for something to introduce moisture into your hair, look at the leave-in conditioner. If you want something to really strengthen those hair strands, you can either go for a deep conditioner or maybe a protein treatment if your hair is feeling limp. So it really all depends on what exactly you're looking for. And then also what you could do is you can go online and you can look at what products work for low porosity or high porosity or medium porosity hair because there are some really good guides online. And please, when you go inside, look at the products because there are some products that you do want to avoid for your natural hair. Huh. Okay, we'll get into that in a moment. <laughs> so, number one, it's important to know the type of porosity that you have. So, whether you are young, whether you are a teenager, whether you are elderly, I know that the hair changes over time. What has your hair changed to? What's the state of your hair now? Is, are, is your hair very dry? Is it very brittle? Um, and that's what Onusetele is teaching us today. What type of hair do you have? Is it the chewing gum hair? And what does your hair really need? Another uh, point is you mentioned about does the hair need a protein treatment? And, you know, I know you say protein treatment at the same time, whatever we put in our body um, also grows the rest of the body. Let me put it in that term. So our foods that we're eating, are we eating a lot of junk foods? Because if that's the case, things such as your hair and your nails and your skin are also combined. So if your hair is brittle, if your hair is not well taken care of, take a look at your nails. Take a look at your skin because they're all saying the same thing. So what you're putting in your body also feeds all your cells, including the hair follicles. Now you mentioned um, the protein treatment. So although we are striving to eat well, eat our vegetables, and note that vegetables also contain protein. Yes, we will do a show on that because I know many people have that thought, the school of thought, that each meal you must have your meat, you must have your chicken. Know that your vegetables also have very high protein and many of them have higher protein than beef or chicken itself. So you mentioned protein treatments. Yes, let me speak some more on that because protein treatments are something you need to be careful with. So basically, if you have low porosity hair, going back to that porosity and that hair strand and cuticle, your cuticles are closed a lot more than higher porosity. So if you put that protein in, it might make your, the hair bristle because the reason why we're putting the protein in is basically to help fill in the rest of that cuticle so that it is not as open and it does not receive as much as environmental factors. So if you have high porosity hair and you realize that your hair is limp, it is breaking a lot, you might need to put some more of that protein treatment, some more of that protein inside your hair to help fill in those cuticles because they're already so open. Now, is this protein treatment something that you do at home or you go to the salon, the hairdresser? Good question. So there are lots of DIY protein treatments or protein masks for the hair that you can find online. 
Now, DIY listeners is do it yourself. So this do it yourself also helps you to save money, but it's important you have the right information so your hair doesn't fall off. Right. So sticking to recipes is very key because you don't want to introduce too much protein inside your hair. If you introduce too much, it might become dry and brittle. So DIY, do it yourself treatments such as i've heard of some so i know of the egg so you beat an egg and then you can use eggs you can mix them with mayonnaise you can use avocados i don't have the exact recipes with me and i don't want to give you some wrong information but if you look them online they'll tell you the exact amount of eggs or mayonnaise or supplemental amino acids that you can add inside the protein treatments and they'll tell you what other oils you can use inside the protein treatments as well to make it go through your hair easier okay okay that's interesting and i know we uh will also have you on our live zoom today at 6 p.m so for those of you who want to learn more about taking care of your natural hair the porosity of the hair um, no, knowing whether you're low, medium, or high, and from that, knowing what products to really put on the hair, um, whether you're male, whether you're female, it is important to just make sure that you're taking care of the crown on your head. You can send a message to 0809-772-4455 just to get the Zoom link for the free webinar at 6 p.m. today on how to take care of your hair. The number again is 0809-772-4455. So, um, yes, Onosetele, I love your name. Thank you. <laughs> okay, when it comes to oil, oiling the hair, are we oiling the hair or are we oiling the scalp? Does it matter the type of oil that's put on the hair because I know you mentioned about porosity so not one size does not fit all correct so when we talk about oils there are different kind of oils that you can use in your hair we have something called sealing oils and basically their functions are to keep the hair shiny they actually seal the moisture in that you do after you put your conditioner after you put your creams you use that oil to seal everything in and this can be Jamaican black castor oil. This can be jojoba oil, grapeseed oil. And then when we talk about more penetrating slash moisturizing oils, we're talking about oils that actually penetrate the hair shaft. And these can be used as pre-shampoo treatments, which I'll be talking more about during our Zoom today. Or they can just be used on their own with water in the hair, or they can be added to leave-in conditioners. And these can be avocado oil, olive oil or coconut oil we also have some bussers that people like to use in their hair these are thicker bussers that you can actually warm up to become oils like mango busser shea busser and these are very good for the pre-shampoo treatments that i was talking about early but as i said earlier one size does not fit all and so what works for you may not work for the rest for the next person. If you use coconut oil in your hair, the next person may not like it in their hair. So really test and find out what your hair likes. So it's a whole experimental journey. Yes, it is. 
So I know that you went to secondary school here and you had your hair cut very short. What was the journey like after secondary school and um, caring for your hair? How was that? It was a very interesting journey. When I first started growing my hair, I wasn't sure what single product to do to put in it. I didn't know what comb to use. I didn't know if I should just put water and pack oil on top and call it a day. So I, <laughs> I ended up watching a lot of YouTube videos. I ended up following a lot of people who are into natural hair and kind of listened to the advice they gave. I kept in mind that every, what works for one person might not work for the next person. But I really used a lot of the tips and advice they gave and I established my own hair regimen with that. And what people might not realize is that hair goes may go some way with your self-esteem as well. So that whole hair journey also impacted my self-esteem. It made me more confident in myself. It made me more confident as a woman as well. Hmm. Okay. So having the natural hair, playing around with your hair, seeing what works, doing your hair yourself really helped to just build more confidence in you as a person. Yes, it did. Definitely. And with leaving, um, I, I mean, you know, graduating from secondary school and going through your journey, did you have any any products that you use that you regretted or how was that? Because I know people just want the answers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good question. So one thing that I probably regretted was that I may have just packed oil on my hair sometimes. Other times I may have just put conditioner inside the hair and just let it be and didn't seal it in, which means my hair would just be dry because I have high porosity hair. So I'd spend all this time put all these products in my hair and I would not seal it in and so my hair would just be dry and I wasted all that time. Time and money. <laughs> yes. Wow. Okay, so we can we will continue this conversation on our Zoom today at six PM. This is on how to care for your hair with natural hair enthusiast Onosetale. We thank you for coming on today. If you would like more information like the link for the hair, how to care for your natural hair. The number is, and just WhatsApp and say, please need the link. 0809-772-4455. And we shall see you at 6 p.m. Hope everyone continues to have a great and happy Sunday. And we really empower and want to motivate those who are listening on how to care for your hair. You know, Onosetele mentioned confidence, confidence with leaving secondary school, with becoming a young lady, and yes, caring for her own hair. It's so important. We don't always have to spend all this money at the salon. And then on the wigs, because at the end of the day, even even under those wigs, you have to care for the hair that's under there. You can't just leave it. You still have to care for it. One question um, we didn't ask you is how often should one wash their hair? That's a very good question. 
So this is very subjective on when you put products in your hair, what kind of time that do you have to actually sit down and spend time on your hair. I typically wash my hair every week. Some other people may find that two weeks works for them. Some people may find that three weeks works for them. But with all of this, what's very important is establishing a hair regimen because your hair will get used to that regimen. It'll know that every two weeks, okay, this person is going to put this product in my hair and it will get used to it. So that's very important. And when we're dealing with natural hair, I know we're wrapping up right now. <clears throat> Join us on the Zoom, 0809-772-4455. When you're dealing with natural hair, you don't have to worry about the hair burning from putting chemical in, the hair falling off all of a sudden from the different chemicals that are put put in the hair. Um, on the Zoom this evening, we will have you get more information on how to care for your hair. So just join us and we will see you next weekend with Doctor on Wellness Half Hour. Have a blessed Sunday.